Welcome to the Brothers Grimm Lunch Break. I'm Eric Wagoner. Today I'll be reading The Pink Flower. There once was a queen whom the Lord had prevented from having children. Every morning she went into the garden and begged God in heaven to bestow a son or daughter on her. Eventually an angel came down from heaven and said, You may now rest content. You shall have a son who will have the power to wish for anything he wants in the world and have all his wishes granted. The queen went to the king and told him the good news, and when the time came, she gave birth to a son, and the king's joy was great. Soon she began taking walks every day with her child in the animal park, and it was there that she bathed herself in a clear spring. Once, when the child was already somewhat older, she happened to fall asleep holding him on her lap. Then the old cook, who knew the child possessed magic wishing powers, came by and stole the boy away from her. Next, the cook took a chicken, tore it apart, and let the blood drip on her apron and dress. Then he carried the child to a secret place, where a wet nurse was compelled to suckle him. Finally, he ran to the king and accused the queen of allowing her child to be stolen by wild animals. When the king saw the blood on her apron, he believed the cook and became so furious that he had a tall tower built that neither the rays of the sun nor the rays of the moon could penetrate. Then he ordered his wife to be walled up and imprisoned in this tower, where she was to sit for seven years without food or drink, so she would perish. However, God sent her two angels. They came to her from heaven in the form of white doves, and were commanded to fly to her twice a day and to bring her food until the seven years were over. Meanwhile, the cook kept thinking, If the child has the power of wishing, and I'm here, then he could easily bring about my end. So he left the castle and went to the boy, who was already big enough to talk. Wish yourself a beautiful castle with a garden and everything else that goes along with it, he said. No sooner did the boy complete the wish than everything that he had wished for stood before him. After some time had passed, the cook said, it's not good for you to be so alone. Wish yourself a beautiful maiden to keep you company. So the prince wished for a maiden, and all at once she stood before him and was more beautiful than any painter could have portrayed her. Now the two of them played together and loved each other with all their hearts, and the old cook went hunting like a nobleman. However, it occurred to him that the prince might one day wish to be with his father, and this thought disturbed the cook a great deal. So he went out, took the maiden aside, and said, Tonight, when the boy is asleep, go to his bed and plunge this knife into his heart, and bring me his heart and tongue. If you refuse to do this, you will lose your own life. Thereupon he went away, and when he returned the next day, she had not done it, and said, Why should I shed innocent blood when the boy has never harmed a living soul? If you continue to refuse, then it will cost you your own life, the cook declared again. When he had gone away, she had a little fawn fetched and slaughtered, and she took out its heart and tongue and put them on a plate. When she saw the old cook coming, she said to the boy, Lie down in the bed and pull the covers over you. Then the villain entered and said, Where's the boy's heart and tongue? The maiden handed him the plate, but the prince threw the covers off him and said, You old sinner, why did you want to kill me? Now I shall pronounce your sentence. 
You shall become a black poodle and wear a golden chain around your neck, and you shall eat burning coals until the flames come spewing from your throat. Immediately after these words were said, the old man was turned into a poodle and had a golden chain around his neck. All the cooks of the castle were ordered to bring him live coals, which he ate until he spewed flames from his throat. The prince remained in the castle a little longer, but he continued to think about his mother and wonder whether she was still alive. Finally, he said to the maiden, I want to return to my homeland. If you'll come with me, then I'll take good care of you. Ah, she answered, it's a long way off, and what shall I do in a foreign country where nobody knows me? Since she did not really want to go, and they did not want to be separated from each other, he made a wish that turned her into a beautiful pink flower, and then he put her into his pocket. Then he went back to his homeland, and the poodle had to tag along after him. His first stop was the tower in which his mother was imprisoned. Since the tower was so high, he wished for a ladder that would reach the top. Thereupon he climbed the ladder, looked inside, and called out, Dearest mother, your royal highness, are you still alive, or are you dead? I've just eaten, and I'm content, she answered, for she thought the angels had come. I'm your dear son that the wild animals supposedly stole from your lap, he said, but I'm still alive and shall rescue you soon. Now he climbed down, went to his father, and had himself announced as a huntsman from a foreign land seeking employment. The king answered that he was willing to employ him if he was a skillful huntsman and could procure game for him. However, there had never been deer or any other game in the entire region or even on its borders. Still, the huntsman promised to provide him with as much venison as he needed for the royal table. Then he ordered all the huntsmen to assemble and ride out into the forest with him. After they went outside, he ordered them to form a circle that was to remain open at one end, and he stepped into the middle of the circle and began wishing. Suddenly, some two hundred or more deer came running into the circle, and the huntsmen shot them dead. Afterward, the dead animals were loaded onto sixty farm wagons and driven back home to the king. After having gone many years without it, the king, for once, was able to deck his table with venison. So delighted was the king by the game that he ordered the entire court to dine with him the following day, and he made a great banquet. When they were all gathered together, the king said to the huntsman, Because you were so skillful, you shall sit next to me. My lord and majesty, I beg your pardon, I'm nothing but a common huntsman. However, the king said, You shall sit next to me, and insisted until the huntsman did as he was told. While the huntsman was sitting there, he thought about his mother, and wished that one of the king's high officials would ask after the queen, how she was doing in the tower, and whether she was still alive or had perished. No sooner had he wished it than the marshal began to speak. Your majesty, we're sitting here and celebrating in joy, but how is the queen doing in the tower? Is she still alive, or has she perished? She let my dear son be torn to pieces by wild beasts, the king answered, so I don't want to hear anything about her. Then the huntsman stood up and said, Most gracious father, she's still alive, and I am her son. The wild beast did not steal me. Rather, it was the evil old cook who took me from her arms after she had fallen asleep, and it was he who sprinkled the blood of a chicken on her apron. Then he took the dog with a golden chain and said, This is the villain. And he ordered burning coals brought, which the dog was forced to eat in the presence of the entire court, so that flames spewed from his throat. 
After that, the huntsman asked the king if he wanted to see the cook in his true form, and then wished the dog back into the cook, who suddenly stood there in a white apron with a knife at his side. When the king saw him, he became furious and ordered him to be thrown into the deepest dungeon. The huntsman resumed talking and said, Father, do you also want to see the maiden who looked after me so tenderly and was supposed to murder me but refused, even though her own life was at stake? Yes, the king answered. I'd like to see her very much. Most gracious father, said the son, I'm going to show her to you in the form of a beautiful flower. And he reached into his pocket, pulled out the pink flower, and placed it on the royal table. The king had never seen a flower as beautiful as that. His son then said to him, Now I'll show her to you in her true form. And he wished the flower to become a maiden. All at once she was there, and was so beautiful that no painter could ever have made her look more beautiful. Now the king sent two chambermaids and two servants to the tower to fetch the queen to the royal table. But when she was led into the hall, she refused to eat anything at all and said, Our most gracious and merciful Lord, who kept me alive in the tower, shall soon grant me salvation. She lived three days more and then died in bliss. After she was buried, the two white doves that had brought her the food in the tower and who were really angels from heaven followed her and perched on her grave. The old king had the cook torn into four parts, but his grief gnawed at his heart, and he died soon after. His son married the beautiful maiden, whom he had brought home in his pockets in the form of a flower, and only God knows whether they are still living today. The End The Brothers Grimm Lunch Break is released under a Creative Commons, Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivatives License. Download it and share it all you'd like, but don't change it or sell it. The translations used are copyright Jack Zipes and are used with permission. His collected translations, The Complete Fairy Tales of the Brothers Grimm, is available on the media of your choice from Bantam Books. The music is Mount Timbrel by Jamie Janover off his All Strings Considered album, available on magnatune.com. If you'd like to listen to any of the other tales, you can find them on our website, grimlunch.org, where you can also leave comments or subscribe through iTunes. And if you're in iTunes, would you mind leaving a review or clicking on stars to give this podcast a rating? It helps other people find the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Thank you.